are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress. There is a supernatural flow that has hit this state. And I want to make you very aware so you'll change some of your habits. You can't be Pentecostal like you used to be. You got to be Pentecostal with an apostolic flow. You have to activate what has been activated on you. It is time. We've hit the juncture where what God promised every church in Ohio is now in motion. And we have to function in the action of the flow. You cannot go back to your job and play numb to your ears because God's going to talk to you. God's going to give you things to do. Miracles are going to happen on your jobs. Miracles, young people, are going to happen in your schools. Miracles are going to be, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Miracles are going to start happening in unorthodox places, in unorthodox manners, and he's going to use this body to do it in this city because saturation has hit this place. It did not dawn on me until I got in the office after our second service where I think they had six get the Holy Ghost and five baptized, something like that, in a little old country church. I preached with an accent over there. And pastor mentioned I didn't mention the hood. We weren't in the hood. We were in Hickville. <laughs> all things to all men, my friend. <laughs> you can be seated. There is... And God said to me, he said, water flow. <clears throat> and so I looked it up in my archive, and ironically, it's not ironic, it's the Holy Ghost to confirm. I've only preached this message one time, and it was in the north. Where's Cleveland? The northeast corner? And we're in the southwest corner? And there were only two cities mentioned when this message was preached the first time. And the two cities were Cleveland and Cincinnati. And God gave me the title and he said, go look it up. And I looked it up and it's the same message. And I'm in Cincinnati. You are in a prophetical timeline right now. You are standing in the measure of the second part of this prophecy. I want you to capture that because as this message is going forth about water flow, God's going to touch some of your body parts in the process. So I want you to open your body parts, open your mind. I found something at camp. I hadn't even preached it yet, but I'll just throw it at you just for extra. <laughs> you know, we use this scripture tons of times, and these signs shall follow them that believe my name shall cast out devils, speak with new tongues. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall, what? Recover. Do you know what that word means? That word means own. When you lay hands on the sick, you are loosing a miracle and you now own it. You own it. And, and I've had this happen. 
uh, where people get healed and then the healing seems to leave. The body actually received it, but the mind wasn't convinced. So the mind rejected what the body received. Talk to me, Dr. Schmucker. And so I have to pray for the mind. I did it for Sister, the, the Roberts child, got healed, a teenager, and she got healed Friday night. She said, Brother Hernandez, I was healed. It left, but it seems to be back. I said, that's not your body. That's your mind trying to overrule what your body received. I said, we're going to pray for your mind. I said, because you own that miracle. And so we prayed for her mind. It instantly left. The same thing happened to Sister Jen, amen, Azalini. She got the miracle. It seemed to have left. We prayed for her mind. She was completely healed again. Amen. So what I'm trying to tell you is there's miracles in this room that are going to attach themselves to your childhood. Some of you were raised with asthma. Some of you were raised with deficiencies in your body and your blood cells. But the Holy Ghost is flowing in the spirit right now. There is a water flowing. When, that water, when you feel a surge of the spirit, take what gets attached to you because that's God loosing a miracle into your genre, into your space, into your your atmosphere into your arena where you walk, where you live. Now, here's what you need to know about miracles. Miracles are not a one-time event. It's a seed. Do you know the principle of seed? The principle of seed is multiplication. There's a miracle right there that wasn't supposed to be. She's sitting right here in this sanctuary. She was prophesied into life. Into being, she wasn't supposed to be able to come about, but she came about because of a prophetical word. But watch this. Now, that, that is going to have babies. Right? It's going to, why? Because every miracle has multiplication built into it. So whatever you've already received as a miracle, actually there's more miracles in that one already waiting to be distributed to somebody else. And you have it in your container. It's a multiplier. Why? God doesn't ever give a tomato seed where it just has one tomato on it. Come on, man. I'm in I'm in cornfield area somewhere around here. There's there's cornfields around here. You don't expect one kernel on a stick of corn. There's gonna be nine hundred plus that are gonna show up. Why? It's the principle of multiplication. When you hit water flow, expect multiplication. Stop asking God for a list of things. That that is so infinite by reason of what's being distributed. And I don't mean that in a demeaning fashion. I'm just trying to tell you, stop limiting God to what you're going through. That's a limitation to what he's distributing. What he's distributing is a multiplier. It's going to multiply when you put your faith with it and cause it to activate. When that multiplier hits, there's enough miracles for your neighbors. There's enough miracles for your coworkers. There's enough miracles for your family. There's enough miracles for everybody around you. Amen. Go ahead. Clap your hands. Come on. Don't make me work, okay? This is my third time preaching. Go ahead and buy in to what I'm trying to tell you. I got scripture for this. It's a good thing. Go ahead. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. We've already had 140 people in the state of Ohio receive the Holy Ghost today. Up to this point, there's no telling what else has been distributed by the Spirit for God to be able to use the body to multiply? That's it, sister. Amen. Agitate that seed. Cause something to erupt out of that thing that's been planted in your spirit.
Lay your hands on your neighbor and speak the words trigger point. You have just become a trigger point. You've become a trigger point. God's going to use you to trigger sparks throughout the, literally, throughout this arena. I was standing in Cleveland. I started having a vision. Um, in the middle of preaching, there were several churches represented that night, Saturday, I think it was. Um, and I saw Ohio with parched ground, and it had deep crevices in it. And the Lord said, there's a lot of dry places in this state, and the crevices have have absorbed everything that there is. And he said, but saturation's coming. And I began to watch all the crevices get full of water. And then I saw where I was standing in Cleveland, and then I saw Cincinnati. And you have to understand how I operate. I like I don't. I'm not a map kind of person, kind of deal. My wife was nervous until cell phones came out, and she's okay now because I'd leave LAX to go home to Palm Desert, and she'd call me about two and a half hours later. She'd say, "Where are you?" Well, I'm on Highway Five. Highway Five? What are you doing on Highway Five? I said. I got kind of turned around. She's like, oh, honey, you're not going to be home for another two hours. I was supposed to be home then when she called. So geographically, I am not really that astute. And I wasn't looking at a map when I said Cleveland and Cincinnati. That's why God uses me. Because <laughs> I'm not that smart. But I am anointed. And I do know the difference. I got that from Billy Cole. <laughs> and I want to tell you, I started watching in this vision, and every crevice started getting full of water. And then I saw plants start coming up. And God revealed to me at camp, the reason the plants came up was because the seed was already there. He said, Ohio has had a volume of seeds in dormancy for a season, but the season is over. And the promises that have been in dormancy for a season are now getting tapped with water, water starting to touch them. Do you know what, what Job said about that whole concept in the 14th chapter of the book of Job in verse number 7? He, he said this. It's my favorite Northwestern scripture. I give them in the Northwest, all them tree-hugging people, I give them this word from the Lord. There's hope of a tree if it be cut down. That's what it says. There's hope of a tree if it be cut down. How many of you notice a stump on the way to church? You don't notice stumps. Why? Because most people are consumed over what they lost, not what's left. And he said, if you'll get consumed with what's left, I'll do more with what's left than what you lost. And you've got to understand the principle of what God means when he loses promise. Seed never dies. It just goes dormant. You know, the Egyptians figured that out, and they dug out seed out of a pyramid, and they had a little box. They opened it up. They put it in dirt and water and sunlight, and it, and it, it literally came forth. The seeds were 2,000 years old. Then later on, somebody else from the Arctic or somewhere found some other seeds that were like 6,000 years old, they say. And so they took them out and they put them in soil and water and light. Sure enough, they budded. And then the Russians. Why is it always the Russians? It's 
like, what's the deal with that? The Russians say they have found one that's been buried in ice for 9,000 years. You know, they're always making up stories. And so they supposedly they pulled that out. They put it in water, sunlight, and soil. And sure enough, it butted. What's the principle? I don't care how old your promise is. I don't care how long it's been since God told you something was going to transpire and nothing has changed. You got to understand that when water gets to flowing, the bow and the plant are going to start coming up. And think about what he said. He just talked about the scent of water. He said at the scent of water, that's what's going to happen. I thought, my God, if that happens at the scent, what happens at saturation? What happens when the flood? comes. What happens when the spirit begins to move upon all flesh in the last days? Oh, clap your hands. Clap your hands. Let the Holy Ghost touch you right now. Let the Holy Ghost touch you right now. So you got to understand, I had a miracle happen to me at Camp Friday. I've had a hernia for 10 years, and every time I overexert in preaching, like this weekend, three services at a, for a 59-year young man, it's a little tougher than what it used to be. I did 42 services in a row, but I was in my 30s. So I popped the same, I had the same physical effect happen to me while I was preaching in Hillsborough. And I thought, God, I can't go through this. I said, number one, I own my miracle, and I felt heat come to the hernia Friday night in the healing service. I felt the heat in my body. I said, so I know the miracle's in my body. So I own this miracle, God. I'm not declaring it because I don't own it. I'm declaring it because I own it, because somebody laid hands on me, and healing came. So I own this miracle. It's interesting because everything around the area of the hernia cramped up. But my hernia never hurt because I don't have one. It just looks like I do. But it's not there. By the time I got to the hotel room, the cramping had left. I have zero pain. That normally lasts two days. It's not there. It's not ever going to be there because I got healed on Friday night. She got healed on Sunday afternoon, and you're about to get healed right now in this sanctuary. Somebody needs to go ahead and worship God right now and allow the spirit of the Lord who heals to touch your body from the top of your head to the soles of your feet by the authority of the word of God and the power of Jesus' name. Be thou he Second Chronicles 7, familiar. If I shut up the heaven, heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, among my people, among my people. You know when he responds to this? This is at the dedication of the temple. 
he's having a session with God, and they are not in debt. There's no famine. They just paid off a $156 billion facility, and they're debt-free. Right? So he's not asking in desperation. He's, he knows the future, and it's not going to last forever. So he says, when things change, I feel a wind of the Holy Ghost. When things change, what do we do? And this is God's response to the future of what to do when famine hits. It says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my, what? Oh, wait, that doesn't make sense. Because if you're talking about pestilence and famine, you don't seek his face. You seek his hand. And that's when it hit me. I thought, oh, my Lord in heaven. He said, seek my face. Why? He said, I don't want you to get so caught up in your pestilence that you can't notice my presence. I don't want you to get sidetracked when the leaf withers and the flower fades. He said, I don't want you to get distracted when you think you can't get a job or you think you're not going to be able to pay your mortgage. He said, don't you get distracted, amen, with the pestilence or the famine that comes. It may seem like it's going to affect you. It may seem like it's going to touch you. He said, but the reality is keep your attention on my face. Keep your attention in my presence because in my presence is fullness of joy and that my right hand are pleasures forevermore. I want you to stay face to face. I know you ain't ever heard that before. I could tell it on your face. It's the Pentecostal look when you hadn't heard something that hadn't been preached before. And you get the Pentecostal look on you. Is that true? Is it? I ain't ever heard that before. Start getting hick on me. <laughs> I know what it looks like. That's what I did when I first read it. And I went, oh, my word. He said, why? Because a wicked way is when you get distracted from his face and start living off his hand. Because then you get need-based instead of relationship-based. God said, don't you understand? I have a flow I want to put into motion, and I want to get you exercising this from earth before you get to heaven. So watch this vision. It's, it's pretty interesting. If you look at Revelation uh, chapter 22, last book in the Bible, everybody likes to read the last book first. My wife tried that when she was a new convert. didn't go very well. Sister Pasley, my wife, my wife got the Holy Ghost, and her and her roommate said, let's read the last book. It's always the best one. <laughs> so they tried to read Revelation without never reading the Bible in their lives. <laughs> and Kathy looked at my, her friend, Shahalis, and she said, that sounded like Star Wars. <laughs> I said, yeah. <laughs> That's why we're still trying to figure it out, sweetie. 
Watch what he does in chapter 22, verse 1. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb in the midst of the street of it and on either side of the river. Everybody say river. See, it is a cool concept, and I won't go through the whole thing because this is going to be short-lived here in just a moment. God's going to have us lay hands on each other, and God's going to distribute through your faith what somebody else can't receive because of their lack of faith. Because when you're going through your own personal stuff, it's harder for you to believe for yourself. The greatest faith to have is faith for somebody else because you don't know their details. That's why I always have people lay hands on people that don't live in the same house. You know them too well. And I don't mean that jokingly. I know it's kind of funny, but I, I, I don't mean that that way. I mean that your faith actually works at a highest level, and we're able to get to the gift of faith when we operate that way because we don't get our brain involved in it, knowing that she was dead. Remember the gal that was dead? Bible says that Jesus cast them all out. Why did he cast them out? Because the Bible says knowing their brains got in the way of the miracle that was coming. Don't let your brain get in the way of what's coming to you right now. Amen. Because there's a miraculous source that has just been tappable and available. We didn't even lay hands on the lady. She was in the atmosphere, which tells you what? It's here. She didn't ask for a miracle. She was excited because she just got the Holy Ghost. And a miracle happened without asking. Why? We're in the flow. Please understand it. We're in the flow. It's from your Cleveland to your Cincinnati. It has hit your state. I wish I lived here almost. Because I'm like, if you don't want it, I'll take yours and yours and yours. Man, anybody that doesn't want to flow in this stream, just start grabbing their stuff. Because I'm telling you, it's hit. It's hit. And when, the way you know it's hit, you look for confirmation. Confirming the word of what? Signs following. Well, that's one of them right there. When's the last time you saw somebody get healed and they didn't even pray for healing? Of a major disease that they were going to have to have a hip replacement. And now she can touch her toes after 10 years of not being able to do that. I mean, that, that's kind of a given. That's a signal to the church. Whoa, okay, it's here. That's why you get those kind of things. They're not just so we can rejoice. They're actually signals trying to monitor the church to tell the church, this is where you're at next. This is what's coming next. I sent this sign, this wonder, this miracle as gauges, as monitors to help you understand, hey, this is a time to throw my faith in the atmosphere. This is a time to step out on a limb. This is the time to take a risk. Amen. Because why? I've got confirmation in my back pocket. And it's telling me, hey, we're at high time. It's high time to awake out of sleep. And it's time to leap into the element where God is going to multiply. Watch, watch this river. Watch what happens when this thing starts flowing. What did he say in John 7? And out of your belly shall flow. Huh. Interesting. Study it. Genesis, he plants Adam and Eve by rivers. Exodus, he says, I'm going to send you to a land that flows with milk and honey. Jeremiah puts him in a place where fountains come forth while everybody else is in a drought. He said, your leaf won't turn brown. Your leaves will stay green. 
Ezekiel starts at the house. And out of the house, here comes a river. You've heard it so many times. River reaches to the ankles, reaches to the knees, reaches to the waist. Waters. Just, he keeps putting mankind by the river, right? So finally, you get through the Old Testament. You get to the New Testament. And Jesus says, okay, I'm no longer going to plant you by the river. I'm just going to go ahead and put the river inside you. He said, you're not going to be planted. That's why the first song of the psalmist, amen, to the church in Israel was blessed as the man that walketh not after the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Don't you check me, Bible quizzers. My daughter's a Bible quizzer. <laughs> Their delight is what? In the law of the Lord, and in this law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by God said that's not good enough when we get to the New Testament forget it I'm just going to take the river and I'm going to put it right inside you so if you don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost guess what what God wants to do is take this river he doesn't want to just plant you by a resource he wants to put the resource right inside you he wants to make sure you wake up with a resource you walk through the day with a resource you walk in your life with a resource and you have enough resource for everybody around you. Mm. He said, you know what, you know what grows around this resource? In the midst of the street of it on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits. How many months are there in a year? Hmm. And yielded her fruit every month. Not even Florida has a more than a two-season harvest. I've, I've seen two-season harvests, and like maybe somebody has a three. I don't know of it, but nobody has a 12-season harvest. But he said, you're going to have harvest every month. He said, because of the location where I planted you, it's possible to have a harvest every month. Oh, my God. So when we get to the place that flows, he said, in that place, let me tell you what's in that place. There's leaves of the tree, which are for the healing of nations. Wait a minute. Healing of nations? Well, there's no, there's no sickness in heaven, right? So it has to be talking about down here. I thought, eat your heart out, herbal life. I got essential oils coming out of heaven. Oh, that's fine. Use all this. I use that stuff. I smell like a medicine cabinet right now. <laughs> that's fine. But what I'm trying to tell you is don't lack the resource of flow. And when you feel the flow rate affecting you, remember, it's not just so you can do like this and feel goosebumps and feel chills. God's trying to activate something that you already have seed bedded to get you to operate in it because there's something around you that needs that ministration. It's called quickening of the spirit. Stop shoving off the quickening of the spirit. Is that okay? Stop ignoring it. Stop, well, I'm fearful. Stop that. We're not fearful. We have the fear of the Lord. If you have the fear of the Lord, you can't have the fear of something else. If you have the fear of something else, you can't have the fear of the Lord. 
Don't ever trade the fear of the Lord for some ridiculous fear. Well, what if they don't receive it? So what? What if they don't get healed? What if they do? Stop it. Pray at Lowe's. Pray at Home Depot if they'll let you. Pray, pray it. I can pray at Lowe's. I did that. I've never tried it at Home Depot. But if the Lord lets me, I will. <laughs> I was, Sally was standing on the other side of the desk, and I was just ordering some stuff for a house we were working on. And I'm standing there, and the Lord said, she said, man, my wrist hurts. I said, what's wrong with your wrist? She said, I have bad corporal tunnel. The Lord said, no. I said, okay. I said, Sally, uh, do you believe you believe God could heal? She said, yeah, I do. I, I believe he will. Mark's standing behind her, her manager, over that whole area, over commercial operations, and I look at Mark, I said, you believe God could heal, Mark? He goes, you guys go ahead. I said, well, hey, that's permission in an odd way, but I'll take it. I said, Sally, I'm going to pray. I said, if I speak words you don't understand, don't freak out. That's just holy God inside me. Hey, listen, they talk in tongues. It's just called cussing. And I talk in tongues, and it's not cussing. So I ain't afraid to talk in tongues. I've talked in tongues in airports, man. Like, but the, too late. They already know you're crazy, okay? It's too late for that. So I looked at her. I said, she says, fine, whatever you need to do. So I put my hand on her hand. I said, now, Sally, by the authority of the word of God, I command this pain to leave. In this corporal tunnel, you no longer have a part in this body. Get off of her body. You no longer have a place here. And she, she looked at me, and her eyes got bigger. I thought she's feeling it. I thought, here it goes. It's leaving you, Sally, in Jesus' name. She goes, oh, my God. She said, I hadn't been able to do this. For she said, Mark, look. She said, yeah, I see. But you know what Mark did? He kind of thought about it for a while. He's quite a thinker. And then he walked back over after. She's like, oh, God, it's all gone. I, I can take my brace off. It's gone. And Mark goes, Eli, you know, I'm Christian. <laughs> know what happened? Water flow got to him. He got splashed on. He got splashed on. I hope somebody on your job this week gets splashed on. I hope water flow gets to working through you. You start feeling something. Say, you know what? Can we pray for our food in the lunchroom today? Would that be okay with everybody? See, you got to get a hold of something. You're not going to believe this. I know it's hard to believe. But honestly, I'm telling you the honest to God truth. I mean, I've got the microphone. I'm preaching under the anointing of the Lord, okay? But when I was in high school, I was the shyest boy in class. Like I said, you probably won't believe it, but I was. A girl would look at me. I'd want to jump in a locker. I was so amazingly shy that I would love to go to church because I could play the drums, and that's when we had the big cymbals, and I could line them up like a shield, and nobody could see me. And I could hide behind the drum set, and I could worship God by myself, and nobody could see me because I was that shy. I literally was. And then God said, hmm. Watch this. <laughs> kind of like the last thing a redneck says before he dies. Watch this. <laughs> God, it's shock treatment. That's what it's called when I'm preaching. Praise the Lord. <laughs> 
I got your attention. What God's trying to get us to do is do what he's asking us to do. And stop, stop hesitating and saying, I don't know if that's God or not. How are you ever going to know if it's God if you don't start flowing with the flow rate? There's healing in this flow. There's virtue in this flow. We've got so much Bible knowledge, especially this church. You have so much quizzing under your belt. You have so much Bible knowledge. You would dwarf the common person out there with the Bible knowledge that you have. You would be shocked what happens to you when the anointing hits your brain full of those scriptures that you have learned. And all of a sudden, it just starts flowing out of you. And people start getting healed. I'm telling you, my daughter's crazier than I am. She's five years old, sitting on the sidewalk with her friend, said, you want the Holy Ghost? I got it at four. She said, well, what's the Holy Ghost? She said, it's God inside you. She said, well, I guess I might want it. She said, well, let's pray. She said, you mean like right here? She said, yeah, right here on the sidewalk. She said, well, I don't think I'm ready yet. Can we wait? That's, that's charity. She's nuts. Why? Because I hadn't told her about hesitation, and I hadn't taught her that by example either. If I'm in a store and God quickens me, I don't invite everybody to church. I invite the people God quickens me to go talk to because that, that's attached to a word. That's attached to a flow rate. I'll just meet my quota so pastor can be happy. That's what some of you do. And you don't want to admit it, so you didn't even say amen. <laughs> but I know, because you're not the only church like that. But what I'm trying to tell you, Ohio, it's not really just hit Ohio. It's hit the planet. It's actually begun to hit California. Well, you've got a pastor that's been voted into a denominal church in the state of Ohio. We have two pastors that have been voted into congregational churches. And they pastor Pentecostal churches and congregational churches. And the congregational church has zero problem with it. Why? Water hit the earth. I'm telling you, saturation has happened in the last days. And exactly as the scripture talks about, it's time to shake off the fears that have tried to kept us, keep us tentative to the fact of the motions of God and the movements of God. Clap your hands. Let your brain assimilate to what the spirit is imparting. Let your brain assimilate to what the spirit is trying to invest. That's it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. He said, I'm telling you, when the, you get next to this flow rate, it removes curses. It's right next to the throne of God. Matter of fact, it comes out of the throne of God. <laughs> I wonder what would happen if this flow of God, this spirit move that we're feeling right now, when you wake up with it, not if you wake up with it, when you wake up with it. Everybody say when. That there's an urgency of the flow rate of God, of the movement of God. I have felt the thickness of his presence all day long. I mean, in the car, walking to the church, just standing. And it's like angels are just going, come on, come on. What are we going to do next? What are we going to do next? It, it's almost like they're just bidding. To, it's kind of like the concept of, remember when the one angel came to, to uh, uh, Mary and he told Mary about the news of, of Jesus being born? Do you know he was the only one that knew that? Because after he made the announcement, then there was a heavenly host. 
not before he made the announcement. Why? Because announcements in the spirit world are an attraction to angelic ministry. They attract heaven and they actually repel hell. And when you get into spiritual movements, hell has a hard time getting to you. Why? Because you become an attraction to heaven and God starts pouring more your direction. God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody is getting a revelation that's going to cause a revolution. Some people are about to shock you, Pastor. Because they're about to do stuff they've never done before. And they don't even know how to do it. But God's going to teach you in that hour. Did he not tell the disciples that pre-Holy Ghost? Imagine post-Holy Ghost what you get. I wonder what would happen. I, I, was, I was driving down the road and I, I, needed, I thought I needed an iron fence. And uh, so I went to the shop and I walk in and... and uh, he said, how you doing? How can I help you? I said, well, I, I don't know if you can. I said, I'm just asking about an iron fence and he bought a hundred linear feet. And he said, that'd be a little pricey. I said, I figured it might be. So what do you think? He said, well, why don't you talk to him? So I said, well, who's he? He said, he's the owner. I said, okay. I said, how you doing? He said, what do you do for a living? I said, I'm a preacher. He said, what kind of preacher? I said, an apostolic preacher. He said, do you mean like a one God, Acts 2.38 preacher? I said, yep, that kind. I said, how do you know that? He said, well, I go to an apostolic church. I said, oh, wow, that's a surprise. <laughs> I didn't tell him that. Because <laughs> I didn't feel the same kind of spirit. <laughs> and uh, he looked at me and he said, uh, but I'm having problems. I said, okay, now I understand why I'm in this shop. I'm not here to buy iron. I'm here to strike iron. I said, so uh, he starts pouring his guts out to me. He barely met me. <laughs> why? Because water flow is an attraction to people making themselves vulnerable. When somebody starts making themselves vulnerable to you, ever had that happen? Apostolics do have that happen. It's like, man, they start just spilling your guts, and it's like, why are they telling me all this stuff? Hello? Can I get a witness? Yeah, it happens all the time to us. Why? Because the Spirit's causing their soul to open up. It's a signal to you. God's getting ready to minister. Why? He wouldn't open something up if he's not planning on healing, touching, moving, speaking, putting something inside that chamber. So I'm just listening with my, my ears wide open, man, to the Holy Ghost. I'm like, well, God, I don't know what you're about to accomplish in this place. Lift your hands, Brother Joey. Charlene, it is enough. It is enough. It is enough. Pain, it is enough. Weariness, it is enough. Fatigue, it is enough. Frailty, it is sakato kore basata katahaya. Charlene, get up. And be strengthened. Jesus. Come on, somebody just shout, yes. 
Clap your hands under the Lord. Don't be shocked. Don't be surprised. Don't expect the worst. Loose your faith. Huh. Lift your hands right now. Lift your hands right now. Just begin to worship the Lord as God begins to remove pain out of body parts. In the name of Jesus Christ, get out of that back. Get off those knees. Get out of those joints. Leave the stress of the spine alone. The pressure that's been on the left side of your heart, I command it to stop. Stop causing fear. Stop causing agitation. Stop causing sleepless nights. Get off those joints. Get off those joints. Get off of the knees, the ankles, the hips, the shoulders, the elbows, the wrist. Loose them and let them go. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it in. Like a cup receiving water. Take it in. That man laid me, let me lay my hands on his head in that shop in front of all his employees. He said, I got to hug you, man. Let me hug you. He said, oh, God, I think you saved my life today. I said, God saved your life. And I said, all you take note about your boss, God touched him right in the midst of you so you could see that God is a God that cares and he will come close and touch you. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. Leave the seed. Never underestimate the power of a seed. Something's coming out of that. Who just got healed? Who just got healed? Raise your hand. You just you felt something shift in your body. You just got healed. Amen. Look, back there, there's one. What happened to you, sister? Come on, tell us about it. I want to hear about this. Tell us about it. What happened to you? Yeah, you. Huh? You had scoliosis? Uh-huh. Just released. It released, which is huge. Because that pressure was always there. That pressure is like a constant. It's like a grip. It's like somebody actually has you like a grip. I'm watching like a hand that's on it, holding it, and then it just went. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. So I want you to stand up. Says stand up. Stand up. Stretch your hands. Stand up. Yeah, stand up. Stretch your hands over this congregation. I want you to order pain out of this building. Speak over it. 
That's right, because you have the faith. That's you just got healed. Off of the spine, command pressure to be released from the top of your spine to the bottom of your spine. There it goes. Check out your spine. Move back and forth, left and right. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. How's that? You better? Back there? Yeah? No more pain? Nope, all gone. Who else? Who else? Who else got healed? Who else? Who else? Who else feels better? You feel better, but it's not completely gone, okay? That means that a miracle, a healing rather, just got attached to your body. That's why you're better, okay? A miracle, which now means you own it. Because once a healing starts, it's not like God goes takes it away. There's a difference between a miracle and a healing. That was a miracle. This is a healing. That was a miracle. This is a healing. This is a healing, okay? So the healing started. So don't let your mind get in the way of what just got attached to you. Does that make sense at all? Hmm. By the time I left there, he was a pretty happy guy. He didn't give me a discount, but he was happy. That's okay. I didn't ask him for a discount. I'm not cheap. So, I get a phone call. Because this is unorthodox. This is not normal. We are no longer in a normal world. And we don't have normal attacks. Which means we will not also have normal visitations. (laughs) When the enemy, somebody said, man, all hell broke loose. I'm like, that's awesome. Because that means that all heaven broke loose before all hell broke loose. Because hell is reactionary, not creative. And when water gets to flowing, hell gets nervous. When the spirit gets to moving, hell gets nervous, and it will react. And I thought, huh, what's it reacting to? That's odd. Why is it attacking me so vehemently that it would want to come after me? I'm just a human being, and I'm Mexican. (laughs) Not that that means anything at all. (laughs) So what, you're German, Polish, whatever? (laughs) So I, I'm, I'm thinking, wait a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. Before I go get distracted by the enemy's attack, I'm going to check what's behind him. Because apparently he saw something come out of heaven that was so awesome that his only response was to react and try to attack me to get me distracted so I won't notice that it's coming. So if all hell broke loose, pause for a moment. Look a little further. There's a miracle bigger than your attack on its way. You have to get in the habit of not reacting to the reaction. Why? Because hell is not creative, and if he's reacting, he has to be acting to something that was loosed in the creative. 
And here's the scripture. Jeremiah said it like this, that God knows the what from the what? The end from the. That has to mean scripturally, contextually, that the miracle gets loose before the problem starts. I know your brain's trying to assimilate. They got that Pentecostal pause look on your face again. But that's what it says. It says God knows the end from the beginning. I thought, okay, you're never caught off guard, God. He's never caught off guard. I thought it's impossible for a trial to hit you without the answer already being released. It's impossible for a sickness to hit your body without a miracle already being loosed. Misalignment's the problem we're having. Misalignment. We get so distracted by the misalignment that we don't look to see what's on its way. Don't do that to me. I've been working hard today. Don't you guys do that to me. Come on, I've been working hard today. I've never felt like I deserved it, but I kind of do today. (laughs) Is that all right, Sister I know I'm out on the limb, but that's where the fruit's at. And I'm not from California anymore. So I go get a phone call. Unorthodox. And brother... Brother Garcia calls me from Gonzales, Louisiana, who has a Spanish church. I thought, bro, that's an awesome town to have a Spanish church in. If you're going to have a Spanish church, Gonzales would be the place to have it. <laughs> Garcia and Gonzales with a Spanish church. Isn't that great? <laughs> so he calls me during Christmas. He says, bro, do you have any dates open? I said, bro, I have Christmas, like the week before Christmas. He said, man, he said, let me think about this. (laughs) I said, okay, because nobody celebrates, you know, nobody celebrates revival because they're celebrating Jesus during Christmas. So, (laughs) (laughs) so. He calls me back. He says, ah, man, I don't know what to do. I told my wife. She's like, are you kidding? He said, I'm not kidding. He said, the Holy Ghost told me I got to have it. He said, bro, you need to come. Fourteen people got the Holy Ghost <laughs> during Christmas. And three people got baptized. But that wasn't even the, the ultimate part. We were in the car. We are going to dinner one night. And I said, I need to tell you this story. I said, this is one of the. Coolest stories in one sense, but one of the most nerve-wracking stories I've ever had happen in my life. Brother Billy Cole called me on the phone in California at the time, and he said, Brother Eli? I said, yes, Brother Cole. He said, I need you to come preach a revival. I said, well, okay. He said, there's somebody that can't get the Holy Ghost in our church. I said, excuse me? We're talking Billy Cole here. (laughs) Everybody gets the Holy Ghost. Come on. He said, nope, can't pray him through. God told me you're the one that's going to pray him through. Like, oh, God, help me. <laughs> so he said, I want you to come. I said, okay. He said, when can you come? So I told him. We, I showed up Friday. We had a great move of God. Saturday, great move of God. 
Sunday. He said, he'll be here Sunday night. He could care less what happened every other service. He was interested in one thing because that's why he brought me there. So he said, he'll be here tonight. So you get ready. I'm like, boy, I hope I'm ready. <laughs> so I showed up that night. He said, prayed for all kinds of people. People getting healed, he could care less. <laughs> He's sitting up in his chair. He's just waiting. He goes, come here. I said, see him right there? That's him. That's the doctor. It's a Filipino doctor right there. Go pray him through. I said, yes, sir. I went down there, gave him about 30 seconds of instruction. He started talking in tongues, and I said, he's got the Holy Ghost. He goes, ha, 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 I thought, what? I thought, that was awesome. So I'm telling Brother Garcia that story. He said, I know why you're here. He just said, it's not for everything else. That happened. Everything else happened because God showed up. He said, but I know why you're here. He said, I've got an engineer that's hungry for God, and he's never been able to receive the Holy Ghost, and we've prayed every prayer we know how to pray, and I'm going to call him this afternoon. He's going to be here tonight because I'm going to tell him you're going to pray for him, and he's going to get the Holy Ghost. I said, okay. It's of the Lord. I feel a witness of the Holy Ghost. Why? It's your check and balance. Feel that. Feel after that witness of the Holy Ghost. And if you feel a quickening, do not ignore it. You've got Pauls on the fringes right now that are about to come into the church. You've got, you've got bishops that are over maybe hundreds or thousands of people. And he may just use a young person like he did in Michigan. And if he can use anybody in Michigan, he could sure use somebody in Ohio. I know where I'm at. <laughs> that girl was standing in a Starbucks, and God said, turn around, tell that man he needs to come to service. She did. That, basically, long story short, cultivated into this man bringing another man of God with him from Michigan to all the way to Africa so he could preach and teach baptism in Jesus' name to a constituency that hosts 20,000 members. See, you don't know who you're about to flow into next. And I want us to, to, to lose this fear element. It's vexing us, is it not? Come on, let's just be honest. It's vexing us. And we need to shake it tonight. We need to shake it where something else rises up before our thought process rises up. So I want God to lodge something into your spirit. So he showed up in Gonzales at Garcia's. And we were doing a bilingual service. He was sitting in the back. And uh, so we started praying. And he kind of moseyed his way up. And he he. He looked like he was drunk. He wasn't, though. The Spirit was literally doing this, and he didn't even have the Holy Ghost yet, and it was doing this to him. And he moseyed his way on down the aisles. He said, that's him right there. He said, go pray for him. I said, okay. So I went down there, gave him a few instructions, and he said, I don't even think he heard me. 
His, his eyes look like they were closing and going back, and he's, he's just in it. And all of a sudden, he just starts blurting out in tongues. I mean, it didn't take him any time at all. He's blurt, he is as drunk as drunk can be in a church without anything in taking into the system alcoholically. He is wiped out. And he's bouncing all over the place, and finally, he legs drop out from under him. He falls on the ground, and... and he gets up, finally, he gets his composure. He gets up, and pastor goes over to him. He said, how you feel? He said, how did I get here? He said, what do you mean? He said, I, I was sitting back there last time I remember. He said, how did I get here? He said, and what in the world happened to me? He said, I was speaking all kinds of stuff, and I was speaking, but I was not, I was not even like here on the floor. I was all over the place. He literally got translated in the spirit when he got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I thought, God, this is an engineer. So what? So what? I want you to lose the scope of measuring people. Okay, you need to be measuring what's flowing through you and what's flowing to you. God promised harvest to this entire state in a massive way, and he's bringing it back up. Does that make sense? I mean, for years and years and years and years all over this state, and it appears that he's bringing it back up in multiple churches at the same time. And it's all old seed. And the vision I had at camp was seed coming up out of the ground because it's not parched ground anymore. God. Shh. I want you to lift your hands right now. Fear is going to start detaching itself from your vessel. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray now the lodging place of the miraculous now occupy the space where there was fear. The lodging place of signs and wonders now occupy the space that had fear. I pray the lodging place, Lord God, of manifestations from heaven through people's lives and ministries and movements now occupy the space where there was fear. And I feel the perfect love of God which casteth out fear and love causes reproductivity. Love causes there to be, amen, a birthing take place I in the name of Jesus Christ I pray oh God you now saturate the soul the spirit until the mind gives in to what the spirit says yes and amen Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Talk in tongues a while. Nurse that. Nurse that. Let water flow on it. Let water flow on that seed. Let water flow on that soil. Let water saturate. And 
Back pain, here you go. Bulging disc, you're reducing now your size. And the back problems to the middle and the lower back. Are loosening your body. If you have back problems, stand up and start bending over and say Jesus three times as you're doing that. If you have back problems, stand up and start bending over and say Jesus three times as you're doing that there goes my God somebody rejoice in the presence of the Lord go ahead give access amen with your voice in the atmosphere and let the praise of Jesus Christ gyra Sadakaramaha. <laughs> Let the lymphatic system, I pray. Feel the healing resource of heaven upon it. Now the endocrine system. Feel the resource of heaven upon it. Every nerve ending, every nerve stream. Into your stomach. And those of you that have been having acid reflux. Let it now balance. Let the pH balance in your body by reason of the spirit that has perfect pH. Those of you that haven't been able to sleep at night, raise your hands, raise your hands, raise your hands. Rest is coming so you can get to the fourth dimension of rest in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He gives his beloved sleep. He gives his beloved sleep. And since love, the dimension of love has been loosed in this atmosphere, now let sleep come to your body, your mind, your subconscious. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, let beloved sleep, I pray, now be loosed according to thy word. Thy word is a lamp unto 
unto our feet and a light unto our path. Let thy word, I pray, loose beloved, sleep to the beloved in the I pray, Lord Jesus, the nervous system receive rest. I pray, Lord Jesus, the night scope and the night season of people's life right now where they're at now be in the chamber of rest. Let sweet sleep come over their body. Let sweet sleep come over their night season. Let sweet sleep come over their household of faith. Let sweet sleep come over their environment. Let sweet sleep come over their entire atmosphere. Let sweet sleep. Join that voice. Join that voice. Join that voice. Jesus, Jesus, this is what you get when you get the Holy Ghost, so if you don't have the Holy Ghost and you want the Holy Ghost, raise your hand, if you don't have the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues and you want the Holy Ghost, raise your hand, sweetie, thank you, sweet pea, for being so honest, thank you, sweetheart, who else, anybody else, raise your hand, okay, Buddy, get ready to speak what Jesus gives you to speak, okay? All right? You concentrate right on the Lord, okay? Right here in the front. I don't want you to beg, okay? Don't beg. Don't plead with God. He's going to do it. So just receive from God now, okay? Don't think unworthy or they're not doing enough. And You just flow in this, okay? It's all around you. It's already here. It's not coming, it's trying to fill you right now, right now, okay? So right in the middle of your worship, you let your tongue and mouth do what Jesus gives it to do, okay? And you speak it out as the Spirit gives you utterance, okay? Amen. Praise the Lord. Pressure is going to leave. A lot of you are dealing with pressure. I don't know what kind of pressure you have in Cincinnati or personally in your life, but I was in meditation prayer with the Lord, and the Lord showed me the word pressure, and I saw things that press against, but then these words came to me, presence stops pressure, presence stops pressure, he said, that's the reason why you get in my spirit, and he said, you feel a relief, 
He said, because the pressure just backed off. He said, presence stops. Everybody say stops pressure. Your pressure is going to stop if it hadn't already. Amen. Your pressure is going to stop. It's going to stop. It's not just going to stop in here. It's going home with you. The pressure is going to stop in your house. The pressure is going to stop on your job. I don't care who your boss is. The pressure is going to stop on your job. Mm. Somebody needs that. Some of you have pressure in decision making in your families. The pressure is going to stop because of the presence that has come. Brother Smucker knows when an abdominal gets affected like that, it doesn't just go away. I haven't had any pain, and I've been screaming for, what, 40 minutes? I haven't had one single ounce of pain, bro. (laughs) This is a miracle. You have no idea. There's no way I could have preached through the night like I'm preaching right now had I had what happened before over the last 10 years. How many of you got a miracle tonight? You raise your hand if you got a miracle. I want to I count. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Who else? Let me count. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Anybody on top? 18, 18. Anybody in the back? Okay. So we have 18 people that have declared God has healed their body. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. Mm. How many of you have had a spiritual miracle happen? Raise your hand. A spiritual miracle happened, okay? So there's now 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43. Who else? 43, 44. Amen. 45, 46. There's at least 46 people that have attested both spiritually and physically there's been miracles in this house. What I say 46, 46, somebody clap your hands for 46 people. My God, this is beautiful. Let's remain standing. Everybody that wants the Holy Ghost, come stand in front. Come on. Now I want people that believe they're going to receive it to get in front of them one to one. Get in front of them one to one. Get in front of them one to one. You believe they're going to receive it. Get in front of them one on one. Please. Amen. Praise the Lord. 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 Lord. 
I want you to get up here in the altar as close as you can. I wanted to give them first opportunity, but I want everybody to come. Would you come? Would you do that? And uh, I'm the one that ought to feel like not moving. So I'm just asking you to move a little bit. Could you guys come from the balcony? Would you guys come down? Would it be proper to say, get off your high horse? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Seriously. They're coming. They're coming. Beautiful. There's a lot of angels that got loose this week. What are angels for? Ministering spirits. To who? The heirs of salvation. I've had it happen to me. I can't count the amount of times. Get in an atmosphere like this and God attaches an angel because he knows your assignment. So he gives the angel based on the assignment that's coming your direction. So God's going to attach angels to you for your assignment. Because there's things he's going to want each of us to do over the next days, weeks, and months. I had one hang out with me for three solid days. It never left my side. It actually wasn't even for me. That was what was so unique about it. It hung out with me. Sister Pasley, I, I ended up going to Copple's church that Sunday, and when I walked in their building, it detached from me, and I thought, it wasn't even mine. <laughs> I got a little kind of upset, <laughs> and I thought, that's weird. Why did it hang out with me like that? The Lord never answered, and I don't try to interrogate God. I'm smarter than that. And so I thought, that's really odd. So I walked up, and, you know, Sarah Koppel's a Michigander. And you know, when you get in that lineage, it's got to be a move of God, you know, <laughs> for something to shake them. Because they've been around church a long time. I don't blame them. God knocked her off the organ bench on the floor. I thought, whoa, God's here. <laughs> God started moving. I got to my seat. I greeted the pastor. I didn't tell him anything. He goes, Five minutes into the service, he walks to the pulpit. He said, I don't know what just happened, but a big old angel just walked into this house. And I said, yeah, and he was hanging out with me for three days. And I asked Brother Koppel later, because I'm going to put it in the book, and that is the fact that he said, I, I agree with you that that angel showed up to help us through our building project. There was an assignment. That's my point behind this. There's an assignment. I feel a, a thick presence of angels, and they're not just here to twirl their feathers. They're here to, to be attached to an assignment that God's going to put you on. And you don't know what you're about to accomplish. But I promise you, it will please heaven, and heaven will please you. So here's what I'd like you to do. Just let's take some time to entertain what's here. Okay, several others will be healed in the process of this, but take some time, five minutes, ten minutes. Can you do that? You think we can do ten, ten minutes at least just to entertain what's here? Because in his presence is fullness of joy. That's when God answers what we want. But watch this. If you hang out in it, there's a semicolon right there. It's not a period because it's a pause. It's almost like God is saying, what are you going to do? You're going to leave and go eat, or you're going to hang out and see what I have on my mind. I now did what was on your mind, 
but stick around. Let me show you what's on my mind. And then he uses the terminology at his right hand. Watch the terminology he uses. Our pleasures, watch what he attaches to it forevermore. It's an eternal movement. It's not an earthly movement. It's not an emotional movement. It's an earthly movement. It's a heavenly movement. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. So he's going to attach an eternal value to you in the second part of this amen session in the spirit. So I want you to get in a place. And if you need to sit down because you're tired, I understand. Just sit towards the front and just entertain the Lord. But why don't we lift our hands right now? Those of you that are going to get the Holy Ghost, I don't want you to beg. You're already, you repented today unless you went out and sinned all afternoon. I want you to just begin to worship the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And in this awesome thick, beautiful, delightful, wonderful presence of God that has already healed and delivered many people in this room. We worship you, Heavenly Father. We worship you, Lord and Savior. Oh, God. Oh, God. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.